Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Goodbye now is over. That's all. Thank you. All right. That's a wrap. It's Friday and this is the wrap on the Jazz Joe Hall Show. Thank God it's Thank God indeed. And, you know, we do have a bit of a different lineup, uh, making some comments on the big issues of the day and solving the world's problems. We're going to have show contributor Jerry Mayer Judson. We're going to have TV reporter and radio host Leah Halive and yours truly. What topics then, Bruce? Well, how about this one? A big one this week is getting a lot of attention still. Chip Wilson. Yeah, Chip Wilson, uh, the founder and CEO of the past of Lululemon. Not too terribly happy with the company that he founded now. Not that it really matters. But uh, he has comments that were published in Forbes. And Forbes has shared some of this. Chip Wilson shares his distaste for Lululemon's whole diversity and inclusion thing. That's a quote. And says, the people in the company are using their ads in a, another quote from Chip Wilson, unhealthy, sickly, and not inspirational way, unquote. Where do we go with that? Jerry, <laughs> Leah. Oh gosh, I, <laughs> I've I've had some thoughts. I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not super quiet about my distaste for Chip Wilson's <laughs> hot takes. He uh, he's he was outwardly racist in interviews. He's been quoted as saying some genuinely pretty horrible stuff, uh, and he also blames certain kinds of butts for fabric quality issues. <laughs> but the uh, which he ran into problems in the past uh, uh-huh. talking about mm-hmm. uh, when he was head of the company he founded. Mm-hmm. Talking about body images and uh, and what he considered to be the ones that were appropriate for his clothing. Uh-huh. It's, uh huh. It's good. He's a cool dude. What do you think, Leah? I mean, he's. I mean, I love my Lulus. I wear Lulus all the time. But I mean, he's horrifying because he's alluding to people who are not a size zero, pretty much, that wear Lulus. And I mean, you don't have to be a size zero to be healthy. I think. People who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, Chip, because it's women of all sizes that put him in his $81 million mansion that he's sitting in today. So, you know, don't put one that feeds you, Chip. I know you're not running the company anymore, but honestly, to to make these comments is quite disheartening, awful, disgusting, and it makes me not want to wear my Lulus, honestly. I know he's just sits on the, he doesn't sit on the board anymore. He's a shareholder, but still, same thing. I look at them and kind of go, ugh, you know, that's how he makes it, makes me feel when I wear them now when he says this stuff. So for me, I don't know, don't throw rocks in, you know, glass houses, Chip, because women of all sizes made you buy that mansion. So You know, in the comments, uh, I mean, it's one thing to talk about brand and what your brand represents, and I think that might be where he's going here. But the comments he makes and the words he chooses, words are important, are unhealthy, sickly, not inspirational. 
And that's All where I really think, oh. That's what I'm saying, Lee. I absolutely agree with <laughs> right. you. Can I also say, like, exactly. this, the way that he thinks that you can't just have anybody engaging with your brand, you can't just have anybody. Like, oh, the, the price point of Lululemon has already excluded a lot of people from buying Lululemon, yeah. number one. And then number two, it's activewear. I think that lots of people can, if he hates women who are not a size zero so much, he should, I don't know, encourage them to buy activewear if you hate looking at them so much, Chip. Well, that's He's, what you're supposed mm-hmm. to be wearing them for, right, is to work out in, really. So honestly, if the women are buying them and they're not a size zero, they're going to work out. So like, be happy about that. I right? don't know. He if we just yeah. sit down and be quiet in his mansion. <laughs> you know, you know I mean? and that's the thing. But he also <laughs> ventures into a more serious area here where he says he has distaste for Lululemon's whole diversity and inclusion thing. Wow. Wow. Distaste. He, yeah. I have a distaste for his distaste. Okay. This, if I can sort of be on my little soapbox for a moment, I'm going to be my social justice soapbox and make us think. Um, This dude, he's made so much of his money off of an exercise and wellness practice that's appropriated from an exercise and wellness practice that he appropriated it from India. Like, yoga does not belong to Chip Wilson. He was influenced by this. And then he's out here being, oh, we shouldn't, we don't want to have certain kinds of people walking into the store you shouldn't want that I don't want diversity and inclusion and I don't want all kinds of people and it's like well yoga wasn't your idea Chip this whole it it wasn't your idea it's not your thing if that makes sense and don't you want to make money like don't you want everybody be wearing your brand because it's only going to put more money in your pocket so why do you want to exclude people this is what I don't understand about some brands makes no sense to me You know, here's the other part of this that uh, doesn't make uh, much uh, sense to me, but I am aware that Forbes has its own brand. And when CEOs or business leaders or former founders make comments and they're picked up by Forbes, a lot of people put a lot of credibility in them and other media picks up and amplifies it. Those Mm -hmm. who work in comms and public relations, many have known this, and I've been part of it myself, you can pitch something to Forbes. Forbes is open to having comments made by CEOs so you can brand around that by opening up and reaching out to Forbes. Now, take that a step further. That relationship is so cozy that there are different divisions within Forbes that will actually allow you to pay a certain fee for having, it is pay to play, for having those comments appear in some of the more wise areas of Forbes where CEOs share inspirational thoughts. So he's paying to say this stuff. Don't know. Haven't said that. But (laughs) Forbes does do that. And that is, depending upon where it is in Forbes, Forbes is Mm. just widely open as quoted here. But uh, yeah, there is pay to play. It's like the National Enquirer almost, really. (laughs) Well, and it's got the reputation, got a great reputation. But it does have the pay to play aspect of it. And I'm almost wondering if uh, that came into play. We don't know. I don't know. Others may know about that. Whether it was submitted uh, from a PR person to Forbes, pretty sure it was. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, he I didn't keeps know that putting about his Forbes. foot in his mouth all the time. So what else? Is oh he yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> it's he so hard to talk with his feet in his mouth all the time. I don't know how right? he does it, and he says all this. He stuff. does yoga. So there you go. <laughs> Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders 
no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Talking about, in this case, this new finding. And it has to do with our drinking preferences. Is it going to be wine or is it going to be beer? And as it turns out, there is a switch now. More British Columbians prefer to drink wine. Big surprise. Let's start with Leah. No, I'm a wine drinker. I love wine. It's my drink of choice. So, Bruce, I'm definitely all about it. BC, you have great taste. I'm not a beer drinker. I mean, I've never acquired the taste for beer. I know a lot of people love it. I'm the kind of person that if there's like a peach beer, maybe he'll try a sip, but that's about it. But I, I'm definitely wine. And I, I kind of thought it was interesting too that coolers have the hot are the hottest category for wholesale growth. And think of nudes. Like I like nudes too. So they've definitely grown in the last few years. So I think BC's got good taste. I'm all about the wines. So yeah, for me, coolers. I'm actually going to have some too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coolers, uh, unfortunately, I remember the 1980s when I was young, Not young, young. Type. Yeah. <laughs> Nudes are vodka coolers. Oh, right? no. So. Yeah. And they've improved <laughs> since then because back in the old days, it was California cooler. And um, yeah, one one BC brand that's pretty well known. Uh, and sweet. both of them were so sickly sweet uh, that it basically took care of it for a long time for me. But that being said, wine. I love wine. Uh, that is uh, the big thing for me. In fact, I would call it an interest and a hobby. And I like learning about wine and everything to do with it. So uh, not a big surprise for me. I would def- definitely have always chosen wine. Beer, I've started to enjoy beer more over the years. Never really liked it. But, uh, you know, having a oh, flight yeah. of beer and trying different ones from craft breweries, uh I think it's kind of neat now. Uh, Jerry. That's true. I I was I was reading this study. Okay, listen. I, in defense of the cooler category, <laughs> it is uh, it includes cider. They lump cider in with yeah. coolers, so like I'm a cider person. Yeah, and even the mm-hmm. cider, I include cider in the coolers too, but yeah. don't you find them too sweet? Not even slight, like a like a nice dry apple cider. I yes. I put away strongbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love Strongbow as my drink because I'm not necessarily, when I, okay, I still, I'm, wine is eh for me, but I'm still, maybe, I don't know. I'm a white wine person. We'll get you there. Please, someone help me. I get, I find Moscato is okay. I have the taste of an 18-year-old girl, which is weird because I'm a 29-year-old person. Okay, okay, well, good. Okay, good. Because I don't feel like a real wine drinker (laughs) if I'm not drinking something that tastes like dirt or like peat moss. But I think that, like, I maybe in BC as well, we have a really cool winery culture to uphold. But I will Mm -hmm. say in terms of, right, and even, like, out in, like, Langley, I've been to good wineries. So I will say I have had good wine around. And one more point, though, with this preferred summer drink for British Columbians, come on, like a crisp Rattler, a little grapefruit Rattler when it's 35 (laughs) degrees outside. That is Oh, yeah, and there are some very dry ones, as you mentioned. I have Mm -hmm. enjoyed uh, some of those at times. But uh, given a choice and you only can choose one, it's always going to end up on the wines. And there are beautiful, beautiful BC wines Mm -hmm. available, uh, as there are good craft beers available for a good summer drink. 
No, that's very true. That's if you very want true. a beautiful winery, go to Phantom Creek. Just Phantom outside Creek. of Soyuz. It's the fanciest, most beautiful winery I've seen in my life. So oh my God, will you bring me? Can we go? Can you walk me <laughs> through go. it? Let's do road trip. There yes, are so trip. many great wineries. <laughs> I wouldn't even dare to name uh, all of them that I love. But regions, uh, you know, it's not just the Okanagan. The Similkameen has got some mm. amazing wineries there. And all of them have stories. The and the stories are equally as impressive. Uh, but that's just me. That's my take on it. I found it interesting. Vodka was the most popular spirit in BC, and that's another one of my favorite, being Russian. So wine, oh. vodka, those are my two drink, drinks of choice. So I'm like, BC, you got it going on. So She's well represented. And I, you uh, know, totally. Leah, when it comes to spirits, a lot more uh, BC <laughs> spirits are turning up. Uh, we've got beautiful, amazing gins from all over the mm. province. I was about to say that gin was underperforming in the in the yeah. data. And Which I, was like, I no, find but- surprising. Stump over on Vancouver Island is a great uh, gin, and um, can't do gin. I don't oh, know. To really? Me it's just too. Yeah, I, I mean, it's good for calories, that wise. But to me, it's just too blah. Like I just can't my, do gin. My whole my is drink, my drink? favorite highball is a gimlet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That adds a little bit of, but gin and tonics are so blah to me, right? Correct. Correct. And this is what I found. With gins, almost all gins are either good for martinis or else Mm -hmm. are good for gins and tonics. But Mm -hmm. exactly. Never the two should, you know, be around for the same gin. And that's where (laughs) I've kind of found out in my research that I've done over the years. Where does gin come from? I don't even know this because I'm not a gin drinker. Well, all over the world, but it is traditionally British. Oh, okay. that makes sense, Beefeater. I see. I see. You guys, let's, we should like turn the mics off and go have a drink, I think. So we, <laughs> There's your Friday <laughs> topic. Which one? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks so much to both of you. And that's a Road good trip. way to... <laughs> Road trip. Okay. We're doing it. Yeah, Thanks, we'll Bruce. Do, we'll bring jazz, too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The whole Rat Panel Road uh, Trip. I love it. Yeah. 